to the Very Well Mind podcast. We've interviewed over 100 authors, experts, entrepreneurs, athletes, musicians, and others to help you learn strategies to care for your mental health. This episode is hosted by psychotherapist and best-selling author Amy Morin. Now let's get into the episode. You're listening to The Friday Fix. Every Friday, I share a quick mental strength exercise that will help fix the thoughts, emotions, and actions that drain you of the mental strength you need to be your best. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Today, I'm going to talk about how to stop giving away your power. In my book, 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do, there's a whole chapter on this subject. It's the chapter that seems to resonate with readers the most. I've heard from so many of you over the years who said that Taking back your power ultimately changed the course of your life. Owning your power is about recognizing that you're responsible for how you think, feel, and behave. You give away your power when you blame other people for those things. The best way to start taking back your power is to change your language. The words you use make a big difference between seeing yourself as an empowered person or seeing yourself as a helpless victim. Here are a couple of examples. If you say something like, my boss makes me work all the time. You're giving your boss power over your time. It's up to you to decide how many hours you work. Your boss doesn't force you to work overtime. Of course, there might be consequences if you don't work a lot of hours, but that's up to you. Remind yourself, I choose to work a lot of hours. Maybe you choose to work a lot because you like your job or you want the money. Or maybe it's more because you're afraid of getting fired. Whatever the reason, though, it's your choice. Here's another one. When you say, my mother makes me feel bad about myself, you imply that your mom's in charge of your self-esteem. The truth is, it's up to you to decide how you feel about yourself. If your mom says mean things to you, you have options. You could end the conversation. You could speak up and say that you aren't going to listen to her insult you anymore. You could also take steps to work on your self-worth. Whether that means taking steps to care for your health or it means speaking up for yourself with more self-compassion. But either way, you're in control of managing your self-worth. Similarly, you might blame someone else for making you mad, but no one's forcing you to be upset. It's up to you to decide how you respond to other people. A simple way to start taking back your power is by changing your language. Whenever you catch yourself thinking something like, ah, I have to do this, or someone makes me feel a certain way, or so-and-so drives me crazy, reframe it. Remind yourself that you're responsible for the way you think, the way you feel, and the way that you behave. And while you can't change people, you can change how you respond to them. And when you catch yourself thinking things like, I have to go to the grocery store, replace it with, I'm choosing to go to the grocery store. That slight shift in language turns you from a helpless victim to an empowered human. It's up to you to decide how you spend your time and who you spend it with. You have the power to change things or do things differently if you want. Taking back your power might mean setting healthy boundaries with other people or your time. If you find yourself blaming someone else for wasting your time or taking advantage of you, those are signs that you need to establish better boundaries. Let's say you have a friend who shows up 30 minutes late whenever you have plans and you feel resentful that they don't respect your time. Speak up. If you choose not to set a boundary, that's your choice too, but remind yourself that you're allowing them to treat you like this. 
I once had this woman come into my therapy office because she felt really stressed out about her mother-in-law. This woman's husband was deployed overseas, so all of the parenting responsibilities had fallen onto her. They had two young children at home, and after her husband's deployment, her mother-in-law started coming over every day to help out. But my client didn't find her mother-in-law's visits to be helpful. Instead, she found them to be really intrusive. At times, her mother-in-law seemed to take over the house, and she made comments about her parenting choices like, you really shouldn't let the kids eat so much sugar. My client's purpose in coming to therapy was to essentially ask if I could tell her mother-in-law to stop doing that because it wasn't good for their kids. She asked if she could bring her mother-in-law in for a session with her and whether I could tell her that she needed to change her behavior. I didn't do that, though. Instead, I empowered my client to speak up to her mother-in-law on her own. It took a while for her to get to that place where she could do it, but she eventually did. She had given away her power to her mother-in-law for so long that she lost sight of the fact that it was up to her to set clear boundaries. She could say to her mother-in-law that she didn't want her to come over every day, or she could tell her that she didn't want her to comment on her parenting. It was her house, and she could set the rules. She could also follow through with consequences if someone, like her mother-in-law, violated those rules. But before she could feel empowered, she had to see that she wasn't a helpless victim of a meddling mother-in-law. She was an adult who could speak up. Of course, though, I know it's hard to speak up sometimes. We might be afraid that other people will get mad or we want to come across as nice. But taking back your power often involves setting boundaries that show other people how you expect to be treated. So that's how you take back your power. Change your language to reflect the fact that it's up to you to decide how you think, feel, and behave. And establish boundaries when you want to take back your power. If you want to learn more about how to set healthy boundaries, check out episode number 54. It's called How to Set Healthy Boundaries with Nedra Glover-Tawab. Nedra's an expert in relationships and boundaries, and in that show, she provides lots of valuable information about how to set healthy boundaries in your life. Giving away your power will drain you of the mental strength that you need to be your best. But when you decide to take back your power, you'll feel confident in the fact that you can create the kind of life that you want to live. Thank you for hanging out with me today and listening to the Very Well Mind podcast. Make sure to tune into Monday's episode when I'll be talking to Mallory Wegeman. She's a Paralympic gold medalist who wrote a book called Limitless, The Power of Hope and Resilience to Overcome Circumstance. You're going to love her strategies for getting through tough times. Thank you for listening to the Very Well Mind podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share the episode with your friends and family and leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about the Very Well Mind podcast, you can head to verywellmind.com slash podcasts.